0: I can't go on Hi folks, I'm Alan Watson. This is cutting through the matrix on the 14th of December 2000. And twelve for newcomers. As always, I advise you to make good use of cutting through the matrix.com website. Lots of information to download. A whole history there, an alternate history actually of the the world, how it's been run, how it was designed a long time ago to be taken over by a small clique, basically who would bring science in to work for them, think tanks and scientists, take over academia, get them all on board with it too. They own the politicians, they own the political parties, and uh, they created their clubs and foundations, these big rich men, uh, and their foundations uh, literally pay for thousands of non-governmental organizations, which they can mobilize at any time, anywhere in the world, uh, including your color revolutions, by the way, as well, to go into countries and agitate, including your own country, and to get laws passed in favor of those who are already ruling you. And you're not ruled by the parties that you think you have in. Uh, They simply are put in by the same crowd. You've got the appearance of competition, but like everything else in society, there's no competition at all. That goes too for all the big international corporations, and um, that's that's a trick. You will find it's the same big shareholders who have the majority shares in all big corporations across the world today. So help yourself to that. Remember too, there's lots of free audio for download. There's lots of transcripts for a print up as well in English, and all the sites listed on CuttingThroughMates.com, and if you go to AlanWatsonSentinel.eu, you get transcripts in other languages remember, too, that you can buy the books and the sick cutting through TheMatrix.com, and hopefully that will keep me ticking over. You can also uh, donate as well. And uh, I don't toot my own horn, believe you me. I just get at the, the truth out as I see it, and I've definitely done an awful lot of study my whole life to do this. And what I do here is on my own, so it's kind of hard. It takes a whole darn day, every day of the week. So if you want to help me out, you can buy the books and discs. And from the US to Canada, remember, personal checks are still good. And so are international postal money orders from your post office from the US to Canada. You can also send cash or use PayPal and across the world, Western Union, Monogram, and PayPal. Remember, straight donations are seriously, seriously welcome as we go into these austere times. But I is getting austere. understand this is the century of change. I can't say that often enough because in the last century, especially the latter part of the last century, uh, we also already saw the build-ups of massive regimes during the 20th century, regimes meant to alter the world dramatically. Uh, we saw the Soviet system and, and we saw the German Nazi system. Uh, and all built up and financed, actually, from the same big bankers, mainly in the U.S. and in London. And these had a profound effect on everything. It changed the whole world. So you understand that wars aren't just for conquest and plunder. That's a good part of it, too. They always do that. But it's also, and making money off uh, the war machine itself is a fantastic kind of business. To be in. But also, it's a change society. And he quickly said it himself, a professor who taught lots of um, diplomats for the United States. He said that you can get more done in five years of war on a social level a change than you can in 50 years of peace using simple propaganda. So we're going through massive changes, all planned that way, and, and here we are at the present. This is the century of change, as the academia, the academia called it, for 50 odd years. For change, they mean uh, the, the, the final capping of all of these previous wars and so on, and bringing this world into their new, improved system, run properly with massive government bureaucracies and agencies, just like the Soviet system, really, uh, running all of our lives from birth to death. And at the top of it, you have the ultra-elites. We can call them fascists if we want. Uh, they actually see themselves as something else, but we can't say that. But anyway... We'll be back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix. And tonight, too, I want to mention just briefly uh, there's a a video up on YouTube with uh, the CEO of... uh, General Electric Company, and that's Jeffrey Immelt, uh, or Imelt, however he pronounces it. And uh, you'll hear him on the morning show on, I think it was Tuesday, last Tuesday, and he's talking about, he's praising China, he's praising communist China. He actually says that, communist China, because they can get things done there. He says, "There's, there's benefits to having a centralized government, he says, with all the power over the people, he says. I think he was almost slobbering at the thought. And Obama put him in charge of the, as I say, is the chairman of the, or the head of the Jobs Council, uh, uh, chairman for Obama. So I'll put this link up tonight to hear how these people slobber over totalitarian regimes as they bring the same thing into the West and everywhere else across the world that they've moved into. And So it's really, it's just fascinating to see all this happening. This is again, this this remember too, is the time, this is the century of change where all their big plans that they worked out for centuries and really worked hard in the 20th century come to fruition. They bring in the completely controlled totalitarian society where experts rule everything. Everything. Experts, you see. And uh, uh, because the people, they, they claim that people are just mentally ill. Actually, if you go into all the writings, they'll talk about people being mentally ill. Uh, and these people, these communists moved into your countries with that philosophy, still have that today. And so they're going to make you all right by running your lives for you from birth to death. There's a lot more, too, of course, but that's just the basis. But I'll put this video up tonight to let you see how they're chatting quite openly about this wonderful, you know, this is a time of change. So they're going to introduce it all under the guise, too, of, of fighting terrorism and everything else. They've already taken most folks' rights away. They've plundered the planets, they've plundered the taxation and the military of the U.S. to plunder the rest of the world and force them into the same system. And the people don't really know what's really, really going on. They never will, most of them. And, of course, everyone's talking about the gunman that's uh, on cue, of course, it's always on cue after Obama and the rest of them have talked about disarming the American public, goes out and just and, and school. It's always schools, you see, because uh, yeah, anywhere else, people were so jetty today, there'd be no real impacts with most folk you know it doesn't hit the same way so they like to take uh, schools and that always gets your attention even though it's hypocrisy because most folk today really don't want children or they don't care about all the ones going down the toilet after the morning after a pill I mean that let's be honest about things it's kind of hypocritical in a sense but still it has the effect you see desired effect so uh, this gunman kills 20 children six adults And then himself, apparently, at Connecticut's elementary school, right on cue. And it says, um, we won't get all the story for a while. I think there's more to it, actually, than even you'd suspect. But I think they'll keep a lot of this back for a while, like they did with the Columbine shooting as well, uh, where they really kept back who these guys were, who their parents were, and things like that. They kept it all back from the public for specific reasons. But anyway, it seems that maybe even the mother uh, or, or in the, lived in New Jersey at one time. We don't know. It's only 20-odd miles, I think, away from where she worked. And um, the father apparently lives there, and one of the brothers lives there still. And it says a tutor who was identified as Adam Lanza uh, shot his mother, Na- uh, Nancy Lanza, in the face of their home in Newton, Connecticut and then went to nearby Sandy Hook M Elementary School where she taught and gunned down her entire class, according to sources. And Lanza was found dead inside the school, according to officials. Eighteen of the children, six more adults were dead at the school and two more children died later. And so on It says Vance would not confirm the shooter's name And earlier in the day there were conflicting reports Of the government's identity They actually had him uh, mistaken as his brother The older brother that was uh, in New Jersey At work at the time So anyway uh, They've got all that fixed out And it says that an, an official with the knowledge of the situation Said the shooter was armed with a .223 Calibre rifle uh, Four weapons in total were covered from the scene And the motive is not yet known and Van said during the afternoon news conference The police arrived at the scene within minutes And so on and so on Every door, of crack, every crevice of the school was checked The entire school was searched And a shooting had occurred inside two rooms In one section of the school So uh, it seems that um, It comes out on cue as I say And of course they already said the guy had various mental problems And no doubt he had a special psychiatrist They all have one actually uh, even the one that happened in Scotland with the Dunblain shooting he had his own sp- special son, psychiatr- psychiatrist that also by the way was attached to um, an SAS uh, squadron not far from Stirling actually where they were based I think it was the 21st or 23rd and uh, so it's a military type thing so it makes you wonder again the same kind of thing with this one here it happens right on cue obviously some reports say this guy was dressed with the black gear and all the rest of it, and even body armor, we just don't know. Everything's conflicting, the reports at this stage. And if that was the case, why would he be copying the the one who did it recently in the cinema too, in the movie theater? So uh, this is the the MO of interference from other places, and never mind the money and so on, you know. So anyway, again, most stories go through little bits uh, and, and, and just repeat the same stuff. All we can say is this has happened and we, we won't know anything until they get an official report, and even that will have censor, censored material in it too, I have no doubt about that at all. And of course, the big cry is already out to ban all, not just all semi-autos, but all firearms altogether for folk who they claim don't need them, meaning non-security people. So and this seems to be one of the big ones that they we're just either waiting for or knew was going to happen. Right on cue. Eh? And this session comes out. This, this, this one comes out to do the story here too, and it's about again Australia. There's a lot of folk unhappy with Gillard in Australia for different reasons. There's minority groups that are unhappy about her decision not to, uh, you know, keep her party in check uh, and and simply vote no for Palestine's admission into the UN. They're not happy. They want her out. But there's other folk want her out too because she has got a awful record. And this is to do with the fact that um, she was apparently accused of embezzlement from the Australian Workers' Union in the early 1990s. And she, with her boyfriend, was involved in that. And now there's more politicians asking for this to have a a proper inquiry into it and so on. And we'll see where that goes. And talking about shootings and so on and all the rest of it too... uh, See, if the guy had run up to Canada, it might be okay, this guy who did the shooting. It says, Quebec doctor who killed his children is released from prison. It says, uh, Guy Turcotte deemed mentally fit after less than four years in in jail. And it says, actually, an institution, because he classified him as insane, maybe temporary insanity, when he killed all his children. It says, his ex-wife, Isabel Gasson, leaves the, the, the Pinal Institute in Montreal Wednesday, and Gaston attended a hearing before the Mental Health Commission overseeing Turcotte's fate. He stabbed his children 46 times, and he was freed after 46 months. Since the latest twist of cases shot Canadians the cardiologist who killed his two children was granted his release from the psychiatric institution Wednesday with conditions. decision to release Turcotte came as little surprise. A jury last year found him not criminally responsible for killing his three-year-old daughter and five-year-old son. And since the court verdict, he'd been in Montreal's Penal Institute, where a panel Wednesday found him mentally fit to be released. It's it's great what they can do today, isn't it? Isn't it fantastic what they can do? Isn't it just amazing, eh? The case has provoked a torrent of outrage in Quebec, with Turcotte becoming a household name. Uh, Turcotte told the hearing Wednesday he wants to lead a regular life, productive life, but he's concerned about his newfound notoriety. I'd like to work to do something good around me, the cardiologist told the panel. The biggest challenge would be dealing with others, with the public. There's been a lot of bad-mouthing, a lot of things that will be said. There'll be a lot of prejudice against me. His ex-wife, Isabel Gaston, expressed concern and disappointment with the justice system after the panel's decision. She said, I've lost faith in the justice system, Gaston said Wednesday. The message, uh, says the deci- the, this decision sends, is you can kill your wife because you're sad or your children because you're upset and get away with it by saying you weren't all there at the time, meaning mentally ill. Driscoll will be allowed to leave Penel, where he's been held since 2011, verdict immediately, but must continue psychotherapy. You know that rubbish that Freud came out with, psychotherapy, which actually they've never done any uh, empirical evidence. There's no empirical evidence that actually works. It's, it's a faith belief system. that's sided off a faith belief system, and it still is. Anyway, he began in June uh, keep the peace and stay away from Gaston, the family, and her spouse, as he was told. He still poses a, uh, a risk, but that risk can be controlled if he supervised, lawyer, Daniel Allard, commissioner of the panel. It's essential that there be his team on hand if his state deteriorates. Well, you think you'd, you'd better, you know, absolutely. Uh, Turkey will have another review before the panel, made up of a lawyer, psychiatrist, and psychologist in a year or earlier, if necessary. So... This is Dr. A former cardiologist had b- behaved himself since being granted day passes. They actually gave him day passes. We I mean, folks have no idea he was walking amongst them from Penel in June, and for the past five weeks he left institution daily. Often he was at his parents' home overnight. Canada kind of did the same thing with the guy in the Greyhound bus that that killed uh, someone, remember, about two or three years ago, and, and started eating him in front of all the passengers. Well, he's out now too on parole and stuff. I mean, it's just amazing. So yeah, anybody who wants to do mass killing or anything in the States, just come to Canada and say you were, you weren't quite yourself at the time. And before I was going on about the banks getting ripped off by this big family of bankers, and they are a family in many ways, but they certainly are, are, they know what they're doing. Even with the last crash, they knew for four or five years that they were building up to it, and they were looting like crazy right to the end to get as much cash stashed away as possible. But due to the inquiry they've had on the whole thing, this is from Britain. It says, banks are just too big to prosecute, says the FSA's Andrew Bailey. Andrew Bailey, the chief executive designate of the Prudential Regulation Authority, admitted large banks had become too big to prosecute, raising very difficult questions for regulators. So it's business as usual. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix talking about the banking system. The guys that run our lives and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they'll work like a big club at the top. They'll know each other. They'll know what they're all up to. And, um, they'll cover for each other too at times. But here's the, the chief uh, executive designate for the Prudential Regulation Authority for Britain, um, saying they can't do anything about it, all the ripoffs that they're doing. He says that um, the banks had grown too large to prosecute. It'd be a very destabilizing issue. And it's another version of too important to fail, he says, because of the confidence issue with banks. So you've got to have confidence in the crooks, you understand. The same with government. And government, when things happen, they will do everything to cover th- things up from the public. So the, that's, that's what I'll actually say when, it, when anybody finds out. But they say, well, you see, we are afraid that the people will lose confidence in the government. It's the same thing. Well, well, the answer is, if you're going to be a real crook, make sure you long long an awful big society, and you get away with it. You know, if you tell the truth, and you know, people would lose confidence in you. This says, because of the confidence issue with the banks, a major criminal indictment, which we haven't seen and I'm not saying we're going to see. He uh, says, this is not an ordinary criminal indictment, he said. In other words, they're going to do nothing about it. These comments come days after the HSBC's record $1.9 billion uh, settlement with the U.S. authorities over money laundering linked to drug trafficking. Now, that's, that's peanuts for these guys. It's just pocket change. U.S. Assistant Attorney General Larry uh, Lanny Brower says the decision is not to prosecute. In this day we aid an age, we have to evaluate that innocent people will face uh, very big consequences if you make a decision. Oh, it's to save the people. You know, that's what it is about. Uh, Swiss bank UBS has also reported to be closing or to close to paying one billion dollars to settle British and U.S. investigations into claims it attempted to rig key interbank lending rates, and that's already been proven recent spree of settlements have raised concerns that banks are effectively buying immunity from past misdeeds. If you're caught with your hand in a till, you go to jail. But if you're a real big bank and you're caught breaking the law, it seems that all that happens is you're fined and told you'll go to jail if you do it again, but which you don't do anyway, said Rosie Sharp, a campaign group Global Witness. And it says, Barclays is the only bank so far to have admitted to its involvement in attempts to rig key LIBOR rates. This week, three former traders were arrested by British police in connection with serious fraud office investigations into rate rigging. None of the men have been charged. <laughs> so they arrest them, but they're not charged. Yeah. Royal Bank of Scotland is expected to reach a settlement over LIBOR allegations within the next couple of months. It's amazing too, because the Royal Bank of Scotland is, I think it's 80% owned by, by the, the English government. And says on thir- they keep bailing it out, you know. On Thursday, George Osborne dismissed the idea of breaking up RBS, saying he was not sure the gains outweigh the disruption. So it's better to just not have a, a disruption and flow and all that. Just keep it all going. <laughs> it's not bad, eh? Not bad at all. Now we're in weird times, and what you find in weird times at the end of an age, and this is an end of an age. See, this is the this is a century of change. And it's the age of change for the guys who mastermind changes for the world, big changes. And they bring you all kinds of things that that have worked in the past. They bring you the new age movement. All you need is love, you know. And your inner self, and learn how it vibrates at higher frequency, and we are special turquoise colors and violet ones, and then you're more spiritual. I'm not kidding. There's folk making money flogging this repetitive rubbish that they've copied from theosophy and elsewhere, right out of the book. So at the end of an age, you always find these New Age cults pop up because people have nothing else to believe in, and those who can manipulate the system can actually encourage them into it. Then they don't take any notice of what's really going on around them as we all go down the tubes, and so they're awfully obedient. And But it's really taken a hold and, of course, the old black magic stuff that's come down really from Spain, not from the Spanish, but from Spain a long time ago, uh, with its pentagrams, etc., etc., are, are making a comeback, too. And we see it in, in, in Freemasonry and different religions, but not so much Christianity, you know what it means. Texas man accused of carving a pentagram on his son, it says here. What's going on? What's well, You'll see a lot more of this kind of stuff happening. While many people saw Wednesday's memorial memorial date of 12-12-12 as an auspicious moment to tie the knot or start a business, a Texas man appears to have interpreted the day as a reason to carry out a grotesque and sinister act. I shed some innocent blood, Brent Troy Bartell told a police dispatcher from the Fort Worth suburb of Richmond Hills in a phone call last midnight. It says, when the dispatcher asked me to clarify, Bartov responded in a matter-of-fact tone. He says, I inscribed a Pentagon on my son. And the dispatcher says, why did you do that? And Bartov responded, because it's a holy day. At the same time, police say the boy's mother was also calling police from a neighbor's house. She'd run their, uh, they say to raise the alarm that Bartel was hurting their six-year-old son. The cops arrived at the home. They say they found the traumatized boy standing shirtless with a large red, red pentagram carved into his skin on his back. His blood was smeared on the front door of the house. The pentagram's a five-pointed star and has associations with many different religions and belief systems. Uh says the police officers wrapped a jacket and a child, who they say was cold and shivering, and called the paramedics, who took him to Children's Hospital for treatment. Arrested Bartel, who was not too big to fail, obviously, whose manner, manner was flat and ero- emotionless, according to Sergeant Nathan Stringer, who charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon on a family member. So, It says they didn't give a reason why it motivated Martell or Bartell this particular holy day or so on. They touch on a few things. They say it's been used in Christianity, actually, which it wasn't. It's used in black magic. It's actually done in other religions too, though, but not Christianity because you know what it means, and in the too. Back with more after this break.
1: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth.
0: Hi, folks, I'm back cutting through the media. It's of me this guy who carved the pentagram into or a pentagon. Well, it's a pentagram, actually, and he put a circle around it, too, I think into his son's back. And they prattle on here about, uh, it's been used by Satanist, uh, magicians. It's from the Kabbalah, too. And it says, um, it says, Wednesday's triple 12 date was considered noteworthy by numerologists because its digits add up to three. That's all Kabbalistic, too, which is associations with the planet Jupiter. They're, they're kind of right and wrong at the same time. There's something else there, too. It's different way of doing it. Number 12 has astrological significance, says, since there are 12 signs of the zodiac. And then there's a 12 tribes again too, or, or 13 if you go by Kessler's uh, uh, book, The Thirteenth Tribe, or 14 if you also add in Joseph's tribe. It's never mentioned because except in, in, in Talmud. Anyway, it says it was the last such triple date for almost a century until January the 1st, uh, 21,001. Uh, and uh, it says the, the boy's wounds were not very deep, so said, and his condition was stable. And the guy used a box cutter with these sharp, uh, exacto type knives to do it. And apparently it was awfully cool and the whole bit, and looking, you know, transic state. And also in, in Britain here, we jumped to Britain now, and you've got a pagan sex trial that's actually underway. Uh, no kidding, yeah. And this is witches Peter Petrosky and Jack Kemp, convicted of ritualistic child abuse, it says. Peter Petrosky and Jack Kemp were said to have donned ceremonial robes in pagan paraphernalia before abusing young girls in Cornwall during the 1970s. Please believe one of their victims may have been three years old when the abuse started. Maybe they worked for Kenzie for his report. He hired guys like that to do it. It says the pair aged 72 and 69 respectively showed little emotion as they were led from the dock at Truro Crown Court today and in custody. Pierre's victims gave harrowing evidence from behind the screen during the three-week trial and said they were abused by their tormentors before being given money and sweets to buy their silence. Witnesses also named murdered Pig and Peter Solheim and notorious Cornish paedophile Stan Piri as amongst their abusers. The farmer was a 56-year-old parish counsellor whose body was found five miles off the Lizard Peninsula. Cornwall by fishermen on June 18, 2004, being drugged and mutilated by a machete or an axe. The child abuse was only investigated further by police last year when Kemp was arrested in connection with another incident causing rumours to spread around his hometown of Falmouth uh, and prompting the alleged victims of the historic offences to contact detectives. The other charges include indecent assault and other sexual offences and were believed to have been committed uh, much more recently. Petrosky was, was backed up by female members of the coven who said that while children were occasionally present, nudity never uh, played a part in the ceremonies, which is nonsense. One female friend also described him as a gentleman, it says. Kemp denied any involvement in paganism, said it wasn't his cup of tea, and said he, w- he was the victim of a bizarre conspiracy. He said the girls were wrong to name him in the case. Petrosky, who described himself as a... Mind you, with the photographs of him and everything, he's in his robes here. As a high priest of the White Witch's Covenant in St. Ives, Cornwall, and it doesn't mean your your, your colour of your skin is white, it means it's white versus black. Uh, They have the two different forces, supposedly, but they always end up in the black anyway. It says, Cornwall was convicted of one count of rape, one count of aiding and abetting, an attempt to rape, and one count of indecent assault. Kent was found guilty of indecent assault and indecency with a child. He was found not guilty of four other sexual offences following 11 hours and 22 minutes deliberations. The Jew of Nine Men and Three Women are still considering their verdict on several other sexual offences. Judge Graham Cottle said he would accept the majority verdict on the remaining charges. So, it still goes on, folks, you know, and all that came out too with uh, the big push. Down through the 1800s, a lot of this stuff came to the surface, you understand, and even had Masonic branches that would go into the esoteric stuff, especially in France. And they also mix it with capitalism Kab- and Kabbalah and numerology uh, and, and sacred geometry and all this kind of stuff. But it's also really pushed and promoted. Um, and a lot of guys who do something wanting white sex, we go into it too, naturally. But, but also in the, the 20th century, out the, the British, and we know this Alistair Crowley worked for British intelligence at some points. And MI6. You know, and he was sent out into the world to do the same thing. Uh, and it's a sort of cult thing going, make it popular, popularize it. And in his own books, he tells you he went to South America. He did the usual. He started off the, well, you got to take the the, the the special drug they have there and get your power animal and all that to become. You know, it's a lot of folk, even current ones are doing that today, promoting the same rubbish, you see. And... And while he was there, he said he, he was, he got his initiation. He'd already been, uh, he was already top of the York rite in different York, uh, Masonic rites. And he, he got his 32nd degree of the, of the Scottish uh, rite of Freemasonry while well, he was in Latin America. And he helped to promote that whole movement and the sexual thing that went with it too. And, uh, and so on and so on. So it's still on the go today. And there's even ones out there today, as I say, pushing the same kind of stuff. Meet your power animal, uh, get your spirit guide to come down and talk to you. And sometimes they even use the old names that Blavatsky used for her spirit guides today. And they're making a killing off these gullible people who want to hear it, mind you, because it fascinates them. So I'll put this up tonight, too, all these links up tonight. Going back to Obama too, I must remember to say that he was on television, and he, of course he, he he did his little crying bit about the children, you know. And I remember this is the same man who admitted to reporters that he personally picks out the people to be killed by the drones every single day across the Middle East. They come down on children and so on. Not not a tear shed there. Not a tear. you should really consider all these things, folks. You know, you really really should. And another article too from the from the Mail on this white witches thing, uh, and it says uh, they were they were abusing children for 32 years, the, the, according to the Mail here. And it says one of the victims may have been as young as three when the abuse started, and they've been sentenced uh, to 18 years in prison and kept to 14. So. There you go. It's, it's quite interesting indeed. And it says, you were the two of the survivor mem- members of a paedophile ring, together with others whose names have been repeatedly featured in the trial. You were members of a ring that operated in the Falmouth area in the 70s and 80s. During the course of trial, uh, some of the evidence in this case in relation to the offences committed against young children has been nothing less than harrowing, and it's featured ritualistic sexual abuse of young children. That's quite amazing what they can do. Eh? And then too, because you're at the end of the age when you destroy all the old religions, not all of them, they always keep one, but you, you destroy all the rest. And uh, you bring in Wiccanism and all that to bring people in, rather naive, not knowing that the degrees in it is like masonry. And, uh, and then you go into the higher rights. The higher rights and certain things are done to you, and you can't object to it if you're male or female. And you must go along with it. And then you're into, oh, you're a powerful wizard then, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. You would vibrate higher too. We're violets and, and and vibrate. See, all the people who are, what they say, all this rubbish that they tell the people, uh, you're, you're sunk down into the world of matter. That's where your spirit came and You're vibrating very, very low. And that's how you're stuck in this world and you can't get anywhere. But when you learn to, to work your spirit properly, you become lighter and lighter and you vibrate higher. So you're, you become an ascended master. You know, all the old theosophy stuff. You can just write, churn out books galore, just copying all the old ones, as some people actually do. And people love to hear this stuff. And this article, too, is is quite amazing. This it is I got a laugh at the Milligram, um, the actual guys who say this in Britain, the politicians, the Miliband brothers. I mean, they're both the sons of uh, Professor Miliband, who ran out uh, of Europe just before World War Two. And because he was a Marxist, teaching Marxism, and he came in and taught Marxism in Britain. And that's what they do. They come into your country, then they, they pollute your country and take it down. You know. And now now his sons are in it too. There's a lot of them actually running Britain now. But it says all state workers should speak English. It says. Ed Miliband calls for better integration as he admits that Labour made big mistakes on immigration. I mentioned last night, too, that the whole policy on immigration uh, worldwide, it was agreed that should was to keep. See, one time you, could, you, would, you would have to assimilate, but a certain group complained. They don't want assimilation. They want to keep separate, to be in the country, but separate. So that they make it this, this is the same for everybody. And then they started promoting that everybody should keep their their ethnicity, you see, and their culture and so on problem is they can't speak English, you know, even two or three generations later, some of them. And it's hard when you're giving them priority uh, work there, you know, priority hiring and anti-government positions. So it says the Labour leader admits part the party did too little to tackle racial segregation issue. And they encourage them to be segregated. And he says they opened the door to Eastern Europe without thinking. Now he unveils Labour's new comprehensive strategy for integration. Money used to translate leaflets should be used on English lessons instead. And it says, state workers who deal with the public must be able to speak English, she says. You wonder why you're getting so many complaints. They actually put it down as racist incidents when the, when the folk, the public are being served. But the, the people behind the counter aren't speaking English to you. And they just get frustrated. And it says, Ed Milburn said, today in a warning that Labour failed to ensure immigrants become part of British life. Well, they've had 30 odd years of telling them to keep their cultures everywhere. Same in Canada, across the whole British uh, Commonwealth, i like to call it Commonwealth now, it's still the Empire though. And this is the outcome of it. Says, the Labour leader used a major speech to admit his party made mistakes by opening the door to Eastern Europeans with a clear plan to stop towns and cities dividing along racial and ethnic lines. The influx of immigrants, up to 3 million in a decade, a single-ed decade, that's just from Eastern Europe, outpaced the ability of communities to cope, Mr. Ba- Miliband admitted. And says the Labour leader leader vowed not to sweep public anxieties uh, over British cultural identity under the carpet as he enlightens the country's need for a a comprehensive strategy for integration to help cope with the pressures of a multi-ethnic society. Well, that was the whole purpose of a multi-ethnic society. They talked about that before World War II, certain groups, and they, they created the United Nations, and that was built on that whole idea too. That to destroy all existing nations, especially uh, certain nations, because um, they were too solidly uh, one people. In other words, if you make them all multi-ethnic and and obliterate them in a sense, just kind of drowning them out, then there'll be no more wars. That was a racket and, and nonsense that they preached at the time. I still do actually. So they've done a good job. I think they've been awfully successful. In countries like Britain, and they actually cheer when when it's you know there's a tiny white minority left in London and things like that. They actually cheer. Now the other thing too was to destroy all it was to bring in the new, and marriage. Remember too was a plank in the communist manifesto, and uh, as well as redistribution of your wealth, and again too this multicultural thing and stuff and all that came. It was communism basically preached it, and. It says, that here's an article, BBC should be bold now in gay coverage, homosexual coverage. It says the BBC has been urged to be more creative and bolder in how it represents lesbian, gay and bisexual people across its output. It says, the recommendations were made by experts contributing to a BBC review on its portrayal of LGB people. And when you actually go through it all, you find out that these experts were homosexual groups. As his reports, contributors called on the corporation to feature more LGBT people in its news and current affairs, sports and children's programs. They already have a lot. His review also included the response of around 2,700 members of the public. Although the experts said all broadcasters had a responsibility to represent diversity, the BBC had an extra obligation as it was funded by the license fee and needed to be a standard bearer. So well, the BBC has been a standard bearer for lots of things. I mean, look who's staffing it. They, they, they've really helped destroy what's left of the culture in Britain and by design and, and knowing what they were doing. It says that although the portrayal of LGB people had improved over the past 10 years, there was still a sense they were still relatively invisible, especially lesbian women and bisexual people. Actually, the U.S. has added another category too. Actually, the U.S. government comes up with these LGB ones and, and T, transgender. They've got an I on the end of it now. And that's for intersex. LGB, LGB uh, and, and T, and then I. No kidding. It says organisations that took partners searching through gay rights, lobby groups, Stonewall, Trade Union Equity, and the Lesbian Gay Foundation as well as charities. So, the ones, all the experts were the, the ones who, who are people they're talking about. And again, BBC told to put more gay presenters into the television, uh, and children's TV to familiarize youngsters with different sexualities. Study says gay presenters would validate the feelings of gay children. So it was important for young people in their, in their formative years. And the report said BBC News gave too much time to homophobic viewpoints. It has also recommended having more gay teachers and dramas and soaps. And the BBC should have more gay presenters and characters on children's TV could mean following the ITV's lead in using personalities such as former Big Brother star Brian Dowling, who presents SMTV Live on Saturday for two years. BBC was called upon in a report to ensure that audiences are familiarised with different sexualities from an early age. study claimed that lesbian gay and bisexual people are still relatively invisible, etc., etc. I'll also put up the one from uh, this one Obama came up, and, uh, and they've altered quite a few things, actually. Uh, to do with that. The, the, they had an immigration policy to do with people be getting barred for years with AIDS, you know, and coming in the country with it for spreading it and so on. But they've changed it. It says, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. This is from the U.S. government. It says, uh, RAIO Directorate Officer Training. And it's Combined Training Course. Guidance for, uh, uh, adjudiciating lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and intersex, that's what they call it now in the U.S., is from them, refugee and asylum claims, it says. So the U.S. is actually making up all the different acronyms for them. And it's got training module, and it goes through how to basically talk to them as they're coming into the country. Because now they can all claim discrimination in any country in the world and come right in now, you see, to the U.S., that's the law. But they've also changing it to Obama. I'll put the link up tonight. To so Obama's also done away with the, the the fact that they mustn't have AIDS, so they can have AIDS as well. So there you go. That's all fair, you see. And let me see here now. Yeah, the U.S. leadership is to advance equality for LGBT people abroad as well. The U.S. is revolutionary, you know because those who took over the U.S. are definitely revolutionary. And it says, During Human Rights Week, we reaffirm our commitments to upholding human rights and human dignity at home and abroad, and recognize the need to build a world in which everyone can pursue their dreams free from violence and discrimination. Last week at the Human Rights First Summit, it says, I described how advancing the human rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people around the world is central not to separate from our comprehensive human rights agenda. So, as from the White House itself. This article here is quite long. I'll put it up tonight at com for those that want to read it. It talks about leveraging US foreign assistance to protect the LGBT. In other words, using money, and you get no loans unless you put this at the top of your agenda in other countries. Back after this... Hi folks, I am back cutting you through the Matrix and what a Matrix is, isn't it? Most people don't even know they're in it actually, you can only see one little room at a time but during World War II as an example there was rickets in, in, in Britain uh, because they had such incredible rationing and that's what uh, Orwell's job was at the time, he worked for the BBC and his job, he actually said this, was to convince the public that the rotten stuff they were giving them the small bits and pieces of, of meat and so on, very rationed uh, was better for them and uh, much more nutritious. In other words, expert opinion, and, and that's where he actually found out how propaganda worked so well. But it's back in Britain again, uh, because so because they're in a steer now of bailing out other countries. Dramatic increase in rickets in children, lack of vitamin D's blamed. It says, and uh, it's uh, it's gone up fourfold uh, in the last few years, what it was before. And uh, it says it was relatively uncommon in the UK since the Victorian age. No kidding, because that was from the industrial era, and then World War II came along. And again, you saw some children who would grown up during that that phase, and they had these kind of bow-thin legs because of rickets. Well, it's back again, and it's up 4 it folds, And um, they don't get vitamin D. And it says it's also resulting in higher instances of diabetes, t- tuberculosis, and multiple, and multiple sclerosis, That's would make it worse. Actually, which shouldn't be the actual cause of it. So anyway, uh, that's the sort of thing you're getting. Now, there's someone hanging on the line there. I'm not sure who it is. Are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Who is it? Aaron. Uh huh. Can you hear me?
0: Uh, just about. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, Alan, this is like the seventh uh, mass shooting we had in the United States this year yeah and uh the funny thing is, is it's never it's always the innocent people are targeted, never like the bankers or something like that you know uh we, we didn't get that you know that didn't happen but uh so that's very interesting but really, what I want to talk about is the um the debt before stall twenty fifteen what I see is the police state is being set up so when the debt, which is the holiest of all holies uh goes, to a situation where the interest rates are, you know, allowed to free-flip to the market, uh, it's going to create a huge debt service, uh, you know, taxation on the people. The, the debt slavery is really going to kick in at mm-hmm. some point in the next probably two to four well, years. Well, it's
0: planned to. It's planned to. That's why they came up with this fiscal cliff nonsense. It's just a term to to, to make it seem more concrete to the people. Yeah.
1: And, uh, so, Do you think it maybe in 2013 we'll be uh, a little luckier with the shootings? Maybe they'll uh,
0: <laughs> go for the... No, they, they, they'll you'll still have shootings until they get what they want, which is a disarmed public. Yeah. That will continue, absolutely. And they'll all, all have similar MOs. They'll all have been seeing psychiatrists, all, all of them, and they'll all have been on certain drugs and semi-hypnotic states. very easy to do uh, with these drugs, and a, a psychiatrist knows how to do it. Uh, very simple, and um, it will always happen when they when need, when you need uh, to, to put more laws through. That will always happen. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it wasn't enough to get the legislation. So it'll continue, you think, until they get the legislation to take away the dangerous weapons. They might let people have uh, peace shooters and pellet guns or something, but if they take the big weapons that would, uh, you know. Yeah.
0: That's going to be done. Don't, don't forget, you're dealing with governments here who have sat deliberately and planned years ago with the same people still in and behind government there wars across the whole Middle East knowing how many millions of people they'd kill uh, quite cold heartedly uh, not, not a thought about it and don't forget for an instant that they think they don't think any differently of you at home uh, Any the end justifies the means in their wars whether it's weapons of mass destruction which is all baloney or, or those guys that attacked us first or something like that to, to we've got school shooters shooting all our children we can't go on like this uh, they'll get what they want, and this is a tactic that's being used. Yeah. But thanks for coming from Hamish South Ontario, Canada. is good night to me, your God, or your gods, go with you.